The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jaguars, Commanders, Game Week is finally here, Duval. The Jacksonville Jaguars head north to take on the Washington Commanders in D.C. We're going to preview that week one matchup right here, right now. Could not be more excited to, to be bringing you a, a real game preview for the first time on this channel. Done a lot of game previews over on GenJag.com through the years in written form. This is our first video game preview for a game that counts, and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm just... Excited to wash away the 2021 season, get some fresh content on here, get some new things to talk about, some real-life NFL football. I'm fired up for it. I hope you guys are too. Pulled out the Keenan McCardell jersey here today uh, to get the Jaguars some good luck. We're going to kick it off with an injury report. Defensive end Foley Fatu Kasi with a calf is the only Jaguar on the injury report. Um, at least from Wednesday afternoon. He was limited in Wednesday's practice with a calf injury. And uh, that calf popped up early in training camp, missed a little time, came back, popped up again. So that's something you really want to make sure is fully healed uh, before throwing him out onto the game field. But he is a critical piece to this Jaguars defense as one of those big defensive ends in the 3-4 base scheme that the Jaguars are running this year. Uh, He was limited again, so not a sign that he won't play, but it's certainly something to monitor throughout the rest of the week. For Washington, they will be without Chase Young, who's still recovering from the knee injury last year. Um, He's going to miss the early part of the season, will not play against the Jaguars. Uh, He is one of the most talented young defenders in football. One of the most talented players, young players, in the NFL today. Uh, The Commanders will be without him. They'll also be without Brian Robinson, who they drafted in in this year's draft out of Alabama. The bruising running back, he was shot um, a couple weeks ago. He's still recovering. He will not be able to go in this one, obviously. He is recovering. Um, It it appears he's going to make a full recovery. He's no longer on crutches. So obviously that's great news for Robinson, who was shot. And you wish him the best, wish his family the best, a speedy recovery. But he will not be available for the commanders in this one. Cam Curl, starting safety, was the only commander who is available that missed practice on Wednesday, according to um, commander's head coach Ron Rivera. Almost slipped up and said Panthers there. According to Ron Rivera, he was at a doctor's appointment, and uh, so I'm assuming Cam Curl will come off that injury report, but we'll see how that plays out over the rest of the week. 
Wide receiver Cam Sims was limited. He's in the concussion protocol. Two tight ends, Logan Thomas with a knee and Cole Turner with a hamstring, were limited for the commanders on Wednesday. Uh, John Bates, Fedarian Mathis, Trey Turner, they were all listed on the injury report as well, but participated fully in practice. So that is a quick little injury report for this game. Uh, It is Thursday, September 8th. Just some injuries to monitor. I would keep an eye on Foley Fatu Kasi. Keep an eye on what's going on with Cam Curl with the doctor's appointment. And then you've also got Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, and Cole Turner uh, for for the commanders who were all limited in practice on Wednesday. Like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo and follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, go pick up a new hat or shirt over at genjag.com right now. A link is in the description below. The storylines write themselves for this game. The amount of storylines that I'm interested in following that have very little to do with the actual X's and O's is staggering. You've got Jack Del Rio, former Jaguars head coach who took the team to the playoffs multiple times. He's the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. You've also got your own internal internal turmoil between Jack Del Rio, the Commanders. He was fined $100,000 for comments he made about um, George Floyd and the White House riots. Earlier this year, a $100,000 fine is is no drop in the bucket. I don't care uh, what head coach you are unless you're getting paid the big bucks like Urban Meyer was last year. But yeah, a hundred grand being fined by your football team. I know a lot of Commanders fans um, kind of want to see Jack Del Rio no longer in place, not only for his comments this offseason, but just how the defense performed in 2021 and what they've been looking like through the preseason so far. Then you've got Doug Peterson versus the Washington Commanders, of course. Doug Peterson was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for five seasons, played against the Commanders twice each year. So there's a lot of history between Doug Peterson and the Washington Commanders. Um, There's also a lot of history between Doug Peterson, who is the Jaguars' new head coach, and the Washington Commanders' starting quarterback, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was the Eagles' 2016 first-round draft pick, traded up to land Carson Wentz at the top of the draft there um, at number two overall. Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have had some incredible moments together. Looking back at that 2017 season when Carson Wentz was playing at a Pro Bowl level, uh, an MVP level, and then obviously making the playoffs in, in two consecutive years after that, and then kind of the downfall of of that regime in Philly. We all witnessed it. Then you've got Carson Wentz versus Jacksonville, right? Uh, The Jaguars were one of the train wrecks of the NFL last year, no question about it, but they spoiled the Colts' uh, playoff run. All all Carson Wentz and the, the Colts had to do in week 18 of the 2021 NFL season was beat the lowly Jaguars to get into the playoffs. The Jaguars said not today. They they beat the brakes off the Colts. They beat the brakes off Carson Wentz. And that's the reason Carson Wentz is no longer in Indianapolis. The reason Matt Ryan is now the Colts quarterback and Carson Wentz, of course, is now a member of the Washington Commanders. You've also got Carson Wentz versus Press Taylor. Press Taylor, the Jaguars' offensive coordinator, he's not calling plays, but he is the offensive coordinator. 
He was a special assistant on offense for the Indianapolis Colts last year and, of course, had a role in the Eagles organization the entire time Carson Wentz was there. Unbelievable. You've got Brandon Sheriff versus Washington, right? Um, he has spent, had spent his entire seven-year career in Washington, five Pro Bowls for the Commanders. He's now a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andrew Norwell. Jaguars starting left guard for a handful of seasons here. He's now in Washington, trading places. Of course, Norwell plays on the left side and Brandon Sheriff plays on the right side at guard. But the storylines here are unbelievable and a less heralded storyline, but something I'm really interested in. The Washington Commanders, they took Jameen Davis in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft did not have a great rookie year for the commanders. The Jaguars, they also took an off ball linebacker in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft at 27. Overall, they traded up to get Devin Lloyd. So these two off ball linebackers, both first round picks, you don't normally see off ball linebackers going that high in the NFL draft, unless they are absolutely can't miss prospects. I do think Devin Lloyd is that. Is Jameen Davis? It doesn't look like it after one year. But these two teams have both made big investments with first-round picks on off-ball linebackers. Do they come to play? I'm excited to see that. I mean, the Jaguars, they have the last two number one picks, right? Four wins over the last two seasons, a team that has been in a tailspin for much of the last decade plus. The Jaguars have lost 16 straight games to the NFC, dating back to the 2020 season. They're 1-6 all-time against the Washington Commanders. Not great. Jags had a horrific showing on both sides of the ball in 2021. The reset button has been hit. Seven new starters on offense, six new starters on defense, a bunch of new role players, a brand new head coach in Doug Peterson, who is a Super Bowl champion, brand new coaching staff, new assistant GM. This is going to be a different looking Jaguars team. Regardless of the results, this team will look vastly different. Look at the commanders. They stood pat on a lot of what they had last year. Um, they were they were ravaged by injuries a little bit. Their one big move was going out and acquiring Carson Wentz. They made that their priority move this offseason. Will it pay off for the Commanders in 2022? He's now on his third team in as many seasons. The Jaguars are going to be wearing teal jerseys and white pants for this one. Always love it when you can get the teal jerseys on. Uh, Washington is favored. By two and a half, they were favored by three and a half as much as four points earlier in the week. Money is moving towards the Jaguars in this one. So that'll be something to monitor as we get even closer to game time. Will that shift even further? Ron Rivera's commanders at home are are six and 11 over his first two years as their head coach. They're 14 and 19 overall, so they've left... They've left left some to be desired, certainly, during Ron Rivera's first two seasons as head coach. Uh, They did make the playoffs, despite going 7-9 and in 2020. Of course, their appearance in the playoffs against Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not go quite as they had planned. 
They put up a fight, certainly. But they were eliminated after one game. Last year, they only won seven games as well. They went 7-10, and kind of had a disappointing season. And that leads to them bringing in Carson Wentz and, and just trying to go back at it um, with a new quarterback and, and mostly the same pieces. Sands, Brandon Sheriff, of course. So Ron Rivera, when talking about this contest, the commander's head coach, he talked about leaning into Carson Wentz's knowledge of Doug Peterson and his offense, of Press Taylor. So that is something that I find very interesting. On the opposite side of things, Press Taylor was asked about his knowledge and Doug Peterson's knowledge of Carson Wentz and what they're going to be doing. And he kind of he kind of dismissed that a little bit, said it wasn't going to be an advantage. I don't believe Press Taylor. I think he was just trying to, you know, be respectful and not show his hand at all. But I do believe that his knowledge of, of Carson Wentz and, of course, Doug Peterson's knowledge of Carson Wentz is going to be a factor in this contest. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Look at some of the Jaguars talking about this football game. Arden Key, he said the goal is stopping the run. And, of course, Arden Key comes over from San Francisco as a rotational rusher on the interior. He said they need to hold the commanders to under 60 yards, and and he said they'll be fine if they do that. He did talk about leaning on Brandon Sheriff's knowledge of this offense, of this offensive line, uh, leaning on what he knows about um, the different keys and the different switches and and the terminology that they're going to be using. So that will be interesting to see if the Jaguars have a leg up just from a – from a mental standpoint, knowing kind of the commander's calls and switches and, and shifts and see how that plays out. You also had the first overall pick in 2022, excuse me, talking about this contest, Trayvon Walker. He said he wants to leave a statement and get the program turned around. Despite this being his first regular season game, he says it's still football. And, and every step of the way throughout OTA's training camp in the preseason, it has still looked like it's just football for Trevon Walker. It doesn't look like the moment is too big. Of course, this is his biggest test yet, but he has passed with flying colors uh, training camp and in the preseason. He's looked really, really good for the Jaguars. Now, where while there is a ton of familiarity between the Jaguars and the Commanders, There's also plenty of unknown entering a new season. Will the Commanders have some new wrinkles on the defensive side of the ball? Will the Jaguars bust out a lot of plays that they've been kind of holding close to the vest here throughout training camp in the preseason? I still think there's going to be plenty of unknown and which team is able to respond to um, seeing some looks that they haven't seen before, which team is able to overcome those things. Uh, which team is able to be more creative. I think those things are going to matter in this one. You look at the commander's weapons, and I really like some of them, right? I was a big fan of Antonio Gibson in the draft. J.D. McKissick is a very good receiving back out of the backfield. Um, Terry McLaurin, one of the best young wide receivers in the game today. Uh, They've also got Jahan Dotson, who's another very talented receiver. They traded back in the first round to land Jahan Dotson this year 
at 16 overall out of Penn State. He is a speed demon. He's got a great catch radius, plays much bigger than his 5'10", 5'11", frame would suggest. And so when you look at these weapons, and you've also got Curtis Samuel, of course, who struggled to stay healthy throughout his NFL career. They've got some weapons at receiver. They've got Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, even without Brian Robinson. They've got a talented backfield. And then you've also got Logan Thomas. They went and got Cole Turner in the draft. For them, for the commanders, you're hoping, they're hoping that both of those guys can go after being limited in practice, Logan Thomas and Cole Turner. But there's plenty of talent for these commanders, um, you know, on the outside with these offensive weapons. But I think the Jaguars have the pieces in place on defense to trade punches uh, with with these offensive weapons. When you look at Tyson Campbell ascending throughout the back half of the 2021 season, his rookie year, and then having a monster training camp. You look at Shaq Griffin, who is a quality starting cornerback in this league. You look at Darius Williams, who comes in as your third corner, your nickel. He's been a starting cover corner for the Rams for the last several years, and he's done a damn good job in that role. You look at Devin Lloyd and Foya Luikin matching up with these tight ends and running backs. I think you like those matchups. I think you at least feel like you can trade punches, as I mentioned. Um, looking at the, the commander's offensive line versus the Jaguars defensive line. Um, the Jags D line, I think is, is it, and not just D line, but defensive front, their pass rush as a whole. Um, you look at what they've done up front. I think bringing in Foley Fatukasi, who of course you hope can play, um, you have Devon Hamilton in the middle who's really taken a step forward and Roy Robertson Harris who finished 2021 really strong and has done the same thing here uh, starting 2022 with, with training camp in the preseason. And then, of course, Josh Allen and Trevon Walker. I think the Jaguars' goal, like they mentioned, like Arden Key mentioned, is to stop the run. And if they can stop the run, they're going to be taking care of everything else because they have the ability to pass the run excuse me, rush the passer, uh, in, in my opinion, at a very high level. When you look at Arden Key and Dewan Smoot subbing in as rotational pass rushers, again, Josh Allen and Trevon Walker on the edge. I think Roy Robertson-Harris and Foley Fatukasi can both push the pocket as well. Um, so I think you've got what it takes here to rush the passer. It's about slowing down the run. And we're going to see... The Commanders drafted Brian Robinson for a reason. They were featuring him so much for a reason. They wanted to lean on him. They're now going to lean on Antonio Gibson, who I think uh, has a little bit overall, a little bit more overall physical talent, but maybe has struggled with some of the mental stuff, uh, struggled with holding on to the football. Uh, he's been fumbling a little bit too much for the Commanders' liking, but he's going to be the starting running back here. Um, I, I really do think that that, Run game matchup is going to be huge between the commander's offense and the Jaguars defense. But if the Jaguars are able to slow down the running attack for the commanders, I think they're going to really tee off on Carson Wentz. Um, I think you look at what the commanders have done over the last two years, protecting the passer. They've averaged 46 and a half sacks allowed over the last two seasons. Not good. That is among the very worst in football. So when you look at that, I think the Jaguars certainly have the advantage if they can get the 
if they can get the commanders into clear passing situations, I think that you're going to see a big advantage for the Jaguars' defensive front. Looking at the Jaguars' offensive line, I think they do a good enough job in pass pass protection for Trevor to get some things going again. When you look at Trevor Lawrence and his ability to stay calm, cool, confident, maneuver the pocket, take a step up here, take a step back there, slide to the left, um, avoid pressure, avoid the pass rush. I think that was one of his greatest. Um, that that was one of his greatest assets as a rookie for the Jaguars, and I think you've seen that continue here. But I'm not putting it past the Commanders to put a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. They do not have Chase Young. But Jonathan Allen can be a game wrecker on the interior. Montez Sweat and Deron Payne are talented pass rushers as well. I do think there's the potential for those guys to wreck shop here. But I think the OL does enough. And again, Trevor being able to maneuver the pocket and feel pressure and get the ball out, I think he will be able to handle the pressure up front. I am still worried about red zone scoring for the Jaguars. They struggled with that throughout training camp and preseason. Of course, you need more time. You need more reps. And the other area of the offense for the Jaguars that I'm also a little bit worried about is another area that requires timing, chemistry, reps, in-game reps, and that's the run blocking. I don't think they were opening up very good holes Um, throughout the preseason, I don't think they were working very well to the second level outside of Brandon Sheriff and Luke Fortner. Um, So the run blocking, I'm a little concerned about. The Jaguars are going to want to get James Robinson, who is fully healthy, Travis Etienne, who is fully healthy. They're going to want to get these backs going and uh, potentially dictate a little bit and, and play some ball control offense. Will they be able to do that throughout this game when they need to? Uh, the run blocking needs to improve from what we've seen throughout preseason and training camp. Um, looking at the Washington secondary and the space they allow at the snap, they give a lot of cushion. And I do not think that is going to work well against Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, and Travis Etienne out of the backfield. And of course, Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold at tight end. Um, the Commanders, they were one of the worst pass defenses in football last year. Of course, the season before, they were excellent. You have a lot of the same pieces. There's been a few tweaks here and there. You don't have Ronald Darby anymore. You now have William Jackson. But yeah, I think the, the secondary for Washington is suspect at best. If Cam Curl misses time, uh, that would hurt them even further. Uh, but I think that the Jaguars will have an advantage throwing the football against Washington. I think they will move the football with ease. Will they be able to punch it in when they get into the red zone? That's what I'm most concerned with here. Getting into my prediction, I've got the Jaguars taking down the Commanders 24-20. to I think Wentz is going to make a couple critical mistakes thanks to the Jaguars' heavy pass rush, which is, again, aided by the Jaguars' run defense. I wouldn't be shocked if this one were to go either way. But again, I just think Carson Wentz versus Doug Peterson versus Trevor Lawrence you know, versus Mike Caldwell's aggressive defense that has a lot of talent and bodies up front. And then you combine that with Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, Shaquille Griffin, and Darius Williams on the back end. And of course, the talent they have at linebacker with Foya Luke and being the green dot player, getting people lined up. 
and Devin Lloyd making his regular season debut for the Jaguars at linebacker next to Foye Luke. And I think the Jaguars are going to be just a little bit too much for the Commanders to handle. Uh, I would not be surprised either way in this one. The Commanders are at home, but again, they have not had a home field advantage under Ron Rivera. They're 6-11 and at home under Ron Rivera. So we'll see how it plays out. I've got the Jaguars taking down the Commanders 24-20 to on the road to start the Doug Peterson era off on the right foot with, with a victory, you know, getting to 1-0 before they return home to take on the Colts in Week 2, which is another game that is just chock full of storylines. But yeah, cannot wait to see what Carson Wentz is able to do in, a, in, a, in another new city, another new team. Will Doug Peterson, uh, will Doug Peterson's uh, knowledge of Carson Wentz's abilities, his flaws, and his strengths help Mike Caldwell to devise a game plan where they can get after him? I believe so, but we're going to find out real soon. We've got three more sleeps until the Jaguars take on the Commanders in Washington at 1 p.m. on Sunday for regular season week one. I can't wait for it. That is going to do it here, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. And, of course, if you want to support the channel here, you can become a channel member. Uh, there's information about that in the in the description below. And you can also check out genjag.com um, to get some, some fun new Duval gear. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Happy game week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.